0: Head over to Bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you.
1: Hi
0: everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. We are coming to you live from Sunday. Andy just literally, Dory kicked Andy out of the room.
2: We were supposed to record at 3. It's 4.07.
0: W. Disney. That was the Walt Disney World phone number. Still is, I assume. Mm. 4.07's in Orlando area code. Mm.
2: So, as you can imagine, I was getting a little...
0: annoyed just because she needs to watch the Oscars. and
2: Agitated.
0: We took a, we took a break and also started late because it took us a long time with The Accountant it was a calamity and my day is yet again another day off that is not a day off what'd you do during your time your actual time off
2: who me yeah just now
0: yeah like what'd you do this morning afternoon I spent
2: most of it prepping the podcast
0: uh huh uh huh so you didn't get a day off either
2: I mean whatever
0: (laughs) I mean it is what it is
2: and then I watched some of the Oscars red carpet how'd that go pretty well people look pretty
0: that's the plan right you head out there look pretty hopefully yep. win an award or be supportive of those who do
2: yep 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 so yeah so we're i, should, I feel like we should tell people we're recording next week's episode early
0: yeah so if you have week. any voicemails or anything you feel like sending it could be a nice excuse to like, because we're recording it so early, it could be a nice excuse to ask us rando questions about lullabies and such. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to, we have to record it Tuesday. We're going to record it Tuesday after our appointment. We'll have, we'll have our 32-week ultrasound on yeah. Tuesday. So big day. You'll hear that. And then, uh, you know, the window guy will be by. Lots of activity on Tuesday. <laughs> but Pretty we are exciting. recording. So if you're listening to this one... And you're like, oh, I should write an email to them, but you're going to do it later in the week. Don't. Do it earlier in the week, and then we'll have it for the show for next week.
2: And then I, well, I should tell people why we're recording early, which is because I'm going to New York. I'm going to be hosting slash moderating a discussion about women and Judaism and tech, something like that.
0: Honey, that sounds like it's in your wheelhouse. It
2: is in my wheelhouse also. At this event, everyone will get to bake their own challah.
0: Oh, my God. I hope it won't be dense like ours. We that never baked challah. The time that we baked in a co
2: Oh, yeah.
0: We never baked challah. Okay. It was someone else then that was I there. forgot
2: about that. We've never baked challah in this house. No,
0: no. But we, it's not like you can't run around telling people we've never baked challah. That's fair.
2: Anyway, so if you want to go to that, it's Thursday night. It starts at 630. It is going to be at the Foursquare offices in New York City. Yeah, I'm going to New York, by the way. <laughs> That's why
0: we're recording on Tuesday.
2: Um, and you can sign up, buy tickets, etc. at mytechtribe.org slash That's No way. mytechtribe.org slash C-H-A-L-L-A-H. And if you use the code Friends of Dory, you will get ten percent off.
0: Nice, be a friend of Dory. Yeah, it's pretty and, cool, uh, and a member of the tribe.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun to see people. It's it's uh it's open to all. You don't have to be Jewish or a woman or even interested. But, but if you want
0: to know how to bake challah, I mean, challah transcends all uh, tribes.
2: Yeah, so I think it'll be fun. Thursday night, four square offices. I think they're in iron somewhere um
0: to so like 19th street
2: 19th 20th yeah something like sure. that sure um you've spent a lot of time there
0: i've spent a lot of time over the entire island of manhattan weirdly mm. i really have spent a lot of time i've spent in a lot of time in Flatiron. for someone who does not who never lived there that's true i've spent a lot of time in Manhattan. you
2: have indeed anyway <laughs> yes um otherwise
0: update on anything do you want to update anyone on thanksgiving did we even clue them in on last week's Thanksgiving no, debacle? No, it was too
2: traumatizing.
0: It was so traumatizing.
2: That we couldn't even handle it.
0: Dory, in middle of the Star Trek podcast. I cut it out so you can't hear it. But there was a point where we stopped the podcast and came back. I had to cut out Dory yelling uh, and screaming into a FaceTime conversation. <laughs> and I was like, what is... And I had to stop the podcast because I heard my wife go, what the fuck? Which I, not she never says. I that. don't say. Never says it. I am so like very often. All right, I got to stop this and head out there. And then I see that she's FaceTiming with uh, with everybody except Karen and Steve. Yeah. As the Thanksgiving plans were being <laughs> argued about in fucking February.
1: Correct.
0: This is why I don't understand the Chafrier modus operandi. <laughs> Anyway,
2: anyway, so for the last
0: four years, all I've wanted to do was go to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving. It is too much for my family to do, so we are not going anywhere. However, they are coming to Los Angeles.
2: When when asked Matt, when asked on this FaceTime, Matt said that he didn't care and that he oh, could go to Vegas it was, anytime. I can,
0: I can, and so it was really whatever would stop the arguing. Was my that was my main number one goal.
2: Okay, so now, uh, but Karen, I
0: have you know, the, as they know, I've been talking about going to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving for literally well, three years. We
2: can go next year.
0: Um, sure, we will. Great, it'll be great. Okay. But I'm just like saying, like, I know. They but... they so here's the thing, guys, the family, and I mean the fa- like everybody, except for Karen and Steve. Did not want to stay in an Airbnb in Las Vegas. Because it was they wanted to be on the strip. Correct. <laughs> at the casino?
2: With with five small children.
0: Uh-huh. Um so instead of like having the choice of the activity of like possibly spending some time at a casino, they wanted to be there the whole time at the casino. Um, which did not interest Dory. No. So um Or Karen. Uh, Right, whatever. I mean, look, the my point is they have no problem staying at an Airbnb in Los Angeles. So that's what's happening. We are staying put. They are coming here. Everybody wins but me. All right. What's here next? There
2: we go. Matt's the victim once again. <laughs> look. I think your therapist needs to listen to this podcast. I hope
0: they're all happy <laughs> except me. <laughs> just literally been talking about it for fucking four years it's crazy but honestly but in, in fairness to everybody the, the idea of getting rid of the arguing was very appealing at the time
2: well so, and, and you did and now so there
0: we go but i had to tell the audience what had happened in our lives okay this is not a current complaint this is the audience getting to know great just so happen to know that some of our family listens to this but whatever just that's just an accident it's a coincidence i'm meanwhile just trying to update everybody on our lives honey Mm. all i wanted for three years was to go to las vegas but here here they come in swooping with their angry facetimes
2: oh my god (laughs) this is this is a problem when you have someone who's a people pleaser you're married to a people pleaser who can't articulate what they actually want no, no, I can. in the moment.
0: I can, but at that but I will take the I will take the least path of least resistance. You are but then feel like a martyr for doing yes, it.
2: Yes. That is exactly what you do. Yeah. You're not equipped to
0: I want to please people, but I also want everyone to do what I want to do. <laughs> Hmm. but also at the same point like i just get annoyed when people don't do what i would do
2: right also yeah maybe you're just not equipped to hang in a in an argumentative jewish family
0: no i guess not hmm. anyway all right that's a fun update right yeah it's really what fun. else do we have um,
2: we've made no Long progress short, on the house. Long story short, I'm probably
0: going to be the one who ends up having to quick Thanksgiving dinner again.
2: You just, you said you want to go Every to a year. restaurant. I
0: do, but then I was like, but then immediately after that I said, oh no, but there'll be five fucking children. And that I said, pain in the ass. why don't
2: we get it, why don't we like get it from somewhere and bring it to the house? And you didn't like that idea.
0: No, I don't want anyone having to work on Thanksgiving.
2: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: I'll do the work. <laughs> 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 do
2: you guys see what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> and then we're going to then we're going to hear about it for the next year about how Matt had to sacrifice his Thanksgiving.
0: Well, look, I cook it every year, so. And it's delicious. Whatever. Much better
2: than anything we could do.
0: No, you guys could handle it. You're a smart group. Mm. Book smart, not stove smart. Correct. Anyway, what's up? What's happening now?
2: Um, we've made no progress on the house. In fact, I feel like it's gotten worse.
0: We've made negative progress on the house. That's accurate. I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Well, and also, I've been working.
2: You have been working a ton. Like, You've been working seven days a week.
0: Constant, constant, yep. constant, constant.
2: Yep.
0: And in fact, this morning I got up at 6 a.m. and went and laid down on the couch because I couldn't sleep. I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This so, is true. I haven't been getting a ton of sleep, I've been working every day. Uh, yesterday I was podcasting from 11 to five or six.
2: Andy Secunda ruins Matt's life.
0: (laughs) It's not. Matt also uh, brings it on himself. It's not that Andy ruins my life. It's the amount of time Andy and I spend podcasting ruins my weekends, but I'm looking forward to, you know, work's going to be wrapping up soon and then it doesn't have to ruin my weekends anymore. He can, he can make my middays full.
2: Oh boy. Um, Bo had an appointment with his behaviorist.
0: Bo had a Tuesday appointment. Well, let's talk about it. What was the verdict?
2: The verdict was he's doing well. It it wasn't his regular doctor because she um she's out on maternity she leave. She
0: is with child.
2: Yeah, so it was the other doctor and I was I didn't know how he would react to her because he's never actually met her. Right. And he was totally fine. Cool. So that was cool. And we got to show off his muzzle skills. How's, were,
0: he, how's he doing with the his, the assistant there?
2: Oh, Amy. Yeah, he he likes her now. Oh, good. You no, know, as long as she doesn't brandish the clipboard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is that true? Did she try to take the clipboard out again? And he went.
2: She nuts? took the clipboard out, and she sort of like passed it to me like very subtly. She was like, "I, I know how I know he doesn't like clipboards." <laughs> Such a diva. <laughs> he is a diva, um, but. They showed us the, the treat and train.
0: Which is essentially a, uh, just a Automatic robot. treat dispenser. It's a robot.
2: So we, we introduced it to him at the vet. At first he was a little like, what? Because it makes a noise. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, oh, this thing gives me treats. Okay. Um, and I used it with him for, with some, for some confinement training the other day. Mm-hmm. Which went pretty well except after like probably like 10 minutes, he was like ready to get out and he started ignoring the treat and train.
0: That's, you know, I think next time it'll be okay. He'll be, he'll be better with it.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they said he was doing well, but they were also like, you should really set up the nursery.
0: To they get him this used to, us. to it. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're having newfound anxiety about Correct. it this week. I got gotcha. you. Yes. That's why you're annoyed at my time being yep. gone. And they're like, and you should get the stroller so you can. So, what are we doing? Are we waiting on the windows to happen or not? Because you're saying wait on the windows. I was going you keep to keep w- saying wait, I, and then now you're saying don't I w- wait. I
2: wanted to wait on the windows, but I don't know when the windows are going to happen.
0: Seems like Tuesday is going to be a lot, a lot of happening. On so Tuesday.
2: maybe we wait to see what they say on Tuesday. I think at the very least we could get rid of the desk and move the couch in.
0: Oh, the couch is going there.
2: Yes, we've discussed this ten. My times. My brain
0: always processes the couch is going there, but then we said the 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 couch, the door wouldn't work. What was the thing?
2: The couch is too big for for it to go there. Okay,
0: you don't want to put it in the window. No. So your desk is going there. Couch is going there. Correct. Okay, these are a couple things I can make happen.
2: So I was thinking, at the very least, we could get we could get rid of the desk. We could get the couch in here. Maybe we just maybe we move everything except the desk into here before they do the windows. Sure. Because. If they move, if we move the desk in here, and then they start doing the windows, I'm gonna not have anywhere to have an office because we're gonna have to move everything. They're gonna be busy. In I guess here.
0: I knew you were gonna put your desk there, but for some reason I was picturing it there. But whatever.
2: So that is sort of what I'd like to get going. And I like why I, this yeah. chairs in here. The chairs
0: in here just temporarily. I want to get the. I mean, it'd be nice if we could clear out the area where the chair normally goes. Take all the baby stuff out of there. Yeah,
2: let's do that.
0: All right, when? Tonight. (laughs) You're watching the Oscars. We deliberately had to do this podcast now because of it. Uh Uh-huh. All right.
2: Do you need me to carry the containers out to the shed?
0: Oh, they're going to the shed? I thought they were going to your office.
2: Oh, I thought they were going to the shed. I
0: thought they were going to the office.
2: See, you guys, this is why.
0: Doesn't Bo need to be surrounded by the baby stuff?
2: But it's not set up. Why does it matter to him if it if there if it's stuff in containers? He doesn't give a shit.
0: Oh, I've been that stuff's been sitting there only because I thought it was going into the baby's room.
2: Well, it will eventually when the baby's room is set up. This
0: is why we are bad at being people who get ready for babies. But
2: there's nothing in there right now that is baby suitable. There's no crib. There's no dresser. There's nothing. Yeah.
0: What about all that stuff? Do we have yeah, to buy we, that stuff? Yes,
2: we do. When are we buying? Well, that we stuff? have the crib. We have to buy the dresser and the daybed, which we can't buy until there's room to put it. There's nowhere to put it. We don't have anywhere to put it right now.
0: So you feel like it's like a puzzle that's very difficult Correct. to move. And like, right, now, like one of those square puzzles? right now, the
2: piece that needs to go is this desk. Mm-hmm. Remember when you were so agitated about the sectional? Yes. That is how I feel about the desk.
0: Yeah. Now you get a little bit up on my feelings.
2: I understood your feelings it's like before. overwhelming,
0: right? But, and you kind of but, like are paralyzed by yes, it. Yes.
2: But I took care of the section You're like a little
0: paralyzed. I got by rid it, right? of it.
2: I got rid of it. And you have done nothing with the stuff
0: except make up this whole other area.
2: Yes. But we have given you credit for that many times. This looks great over here. Thanks. But now we need to move I just on. I
0: hear it again. Just like a little <sighs> validation every now and then as the victim.
2: You need constant validation. So thank
0: you. I just need thank yous.
2: Oh, uh, we need a treat and train for you for you validation. need a treat and
0: train for me Which just says thank yous and uh, like a like a note that says I appreciate you from anyone yes. everyone in my life. I need a note that says I appreciate.
2: You. Yes, you need and you just need that constant I, I need to set no, it No, on... I just
0: need it once a once a once a once an event. Once a thing. Every time I do something, I need something that says You know what? Thanks, Matt. <sighs> Matt mm. I no, Not from you, you. I don't, you're, yours would be fake Because we're talking about it right now So,
2: But I do appreciate you
0: mm-hmm. Get over yourself girl
2: Right now the desk is driving me crazy But I appreciate you
0: How about now Wait, what's the matter well, Better break down Was those of you wondering, I have raised and lowered my desk that has the microphones attached to it. Oh, now it's too low.
2: Wow, that, that was fun. No, this Hang is on. fine for me.
0: I'm going up a little okay. bit. Right, right. All right. Oh, it's like having an automatic microphone.
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm too high. <laughs> well, it's on you. No, you put it up higher. Mm, sure. I didn't move it.
0: Anyway. <sighs> that's where, like, that's, that's where like, we're at. My therapist gave me the name of a handyman. I have a lot of stuff that I would just like done that I can't do myself because I just don't have time. Anyway, let's not talk about it anymore because that's all we're talking about right now.
2: Okie doke.
0: Anything else happening? Nope. Oh. Well, let's keep talking about that other thing then. No. Um. Yeah. I would just wish I felt like doing stuff right now other than fact that i really had to go to the bathroom for like 55 minutes i've been podcasting for three hours and 35 minutes straight <sighs> anyway what's uh what's happening next
2: we, we gotta remind people to leave their apple podcast reviews
0: yeah if you haven't done that what's wrong with you
2: um, Leave yeah.
0: have a podcast reviews you can also join our facebook group it's a facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure and our website is excellentadventure.com and we have a patreon patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure our twitter is at excellent pod our email Dorian matt at gmail.com or matt and dory at gmail.com our phone number is 413-461 baby baby so now that that's out of the way what else is happening here? Oh, there's not a ton of names this week. That's good. You don't even, evenly distribute them, huh?
2: I try to, but so, like February, because it's a short month, I tend to front load because sometimes, like I feel like in short months, I've ended up with, like we've ended up with like 200 names at the end and that's always bad. Interesting. So yes, short names this week. Um, yeah. So... We can we can get right into it. If you want.
0: Sure. I'm happy to.
2: Remember last week someone recommended the Wonder Weeks app?
0: Yeah, I wrote it down. Here's on my post it right there.
2: Yeah. So
1: Someone says no. We
2: heard from a bunch of people that it's bullshit. Oh um, Jenna says just FYI. I never found them to correspond to my baby and then found out they've been disproven. And Wikipedia <laughs> informs me that the Wonder Weeks is the English translation of the Dutch book Oi ik groei. Literal translation, I am growing, <laughs> by former professor Frans Pluij. Wait,
0: former professor? Was he disbarred from professing?
2: Who knows. Originally published in 1992, it has been republished several times. With an updated version published in 2017, it describes the theory that cognitive development of babies occurs in predictable jumps. However, a follow-up study by Pluge's PhD student Carolina DeWorth, mm-hmm. failed to find any evidence of predictable leaps. Despite this, the book continues to be popular, and the publisher has produced a mobile app based on the book. I've seen people. Uh, I've now seen people refer to Wonder Weeks as basically uh, as accurate as a horoscope.
0: <laughs> all so, right, so you've looked into it. Yeah, someone liked it, and it helped them. And yeah, uh, you know it's the same thing with horoscopes. Someone it might help you.
1: Correct.
2: Um. All right. This next email is from anonymous Dory. This is more of a question for you. Firstly, thanks a lot for talking about safe sleep and also giving information about the safe sleep Facebook group. I take pride in all things science, but still was aware. I think means wasn't aware of safe sleep habits and products and definitely going to be following it. Maybe she meant was aware. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I would like to know is what are your plans for baby Myra's sleep situation? Initially in bassinet and then to crib or directly to crib. I also noticed that though you are against rock and plays, rightly so, you have the Bjorn bouncer in your registry. What are you going to use the bouncer for? There's not much difference between, at least in my understanding, a rock and play and bouncer would be nice if you could also talk about other products you decided not to use because of safety and what are you going to use carriers bouncers pack and play etc secondly though you've been talking about it in various episodes can you give me a complete rundown of the prep slash class slash information sessions you have attended or are planning to attend first aid car seat safety birthing from within etc how much has your doula participated so far we are on six weeks behind you with our ivf daughter and quite frankly overwhelmed with all the things Oh, and to give Matt some comfort about family being away. We have no close or extended family here, and our immediate family is all in India. 22 hours flight with no one planning to come and very few friends around us.
0: Mm. Feels about the same.
2: Best anonymous.
0: Honey, it's a lot for you to answer.
2: It is. Maybe you'll help me.
0: I'd like to help you, but I really am trying to distract myself so that I don't think about my insides blowing up.
2: Do you want to go to the bathroom and I can talk?
0: I mean, I could do that. There's no way we're getting this done before the Oscars start, just so you know. Correct. And I apologize for that. But mm-hmm. it's also... We should actually take a commercial break.
2: All right, why don't we? Should I... we
0: answer all of Jenna's questions? Wait, sorry. Anonymous. Should we answer all of Anonymous's questions? And
2: then take a break. And then Jenna watch was the Oscars. Jenna told
0: us about Wonder Weeks.
2: And then watch the Oscars and then come back.
0: Anonymous asked us about the thing. And then you guys could see because Dory's going to be watching the Oscars and I don't give a shit if I get any cleaning done during the yeah, Oscars.
2: It'll be uh, it'll be exciting. It's
0: like a stay tuned situation past this commercial break.
2: Yep.
0: Oh boy. Cliffhanger.
2: Um so here's the here's the deal. Um we are going to have someone helping us out for the first few weeks of baby Myra's life. Um a post kind of a postpartum doula situation who is going to be staying in the baby's room with the baby who will be in a crib. Um, so we do not plan on using a bassinet um, for that because we have this person who is going to be helping us out because we are freaked out about everything. So we have this person. Um, also the Baby Bjorn Bouncer is not the same as a rock and play. The bouncer doesn't, there's nothing like automatic or electronic about it. The rock and play actually vibrates and I think some of them play music and do all sorts of things. They actually like rock from what I understand. And the bouncer is just a bouncer. There's nothing that vibrates about it. Um, So the bouncer is really just a place like, if I need to take a shower, I can bring the baby into the bathroom in the bouncer. No one else is home. And I know that it's a safe place to keep the baby strapped in the bouncer while I shower. For example, that is a use case for the bouncer. Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of the, the idea behind the bouncer. Um, rundown of all the prep and classes and information sessions. So let's see. We did an infant first aid and CPR class, which we both found extremely um, helpful. Uh, very glad we did that. We did a tour of the hospital, the you know labor and delivery ward, um, which I also found very useful, just to kind of get a sense of, excuse me, of what to expect and where to go and just get a little bit more familiar with what was going to happen. So I didn't feel like I was going in totally blind. So I think most hospitals offer that I would definitely take advantage of it It was free. Um, it was great. We did a day long birth, childbirth class. Um, we did like the accelerated one, which was a full day, I think a lot of places will offer them like, three nights or something, but we just decided to get it all done in one, one go. Um, also found that very helpful. So I'm glad we did that. We also did, um, did an orientation for Rye, which is just kind of, mm, I guess parenting method. Um, RISE stands for Resources for Infant Carers, and their headquarters is in LA, but I believe they have affiliated centers all over the country. Um, and we went to an orientation there just to kind of see what it was all about and see if it was something that we wanted to do. And we decided we did. And so we have signed up for a three-class series called Before Baby that kind of both preps you for newborn life and introduces you to the rye methods. So that will start in a couple of weeks, two weeks. I think it starts in two weeks and it's three, three nights. Um, and then our doula is coming over at the end of March to do her kind of childbirth prep session. And that'll be a couple hours. Um, But yeah, we haven't really been in touch with the doula much since the initial meetings. And we had her come over and meet Bo a couple times, which went well. And so then we're like, all right, we're good. Like we can wait until I think it's like 36 weeks that um, we'll be doing this session with her. Um, So, yeah, I guess it kind of sounds like a lot, but it's not doesn't it's not that much oh and I did go to there's a place in LA called the pump station that has breastfeeding support groups and other classes and meetings for new moms and second time moms and I'm going to be doing a new mom's class with them when the baby's like six weeks old it's like a mommy and me kind of thing Anyway, I went by there the other day to get some nursing bras, and they told me that a couple weeks before my due date, I could come to, they have these breastfeeding support groups on Tuesdays, and that I should just come to one and just kind of hear what people are talking about and ask any questions that I might have, and so I think I'm going to do that also. So, yeah, I mean, you could do all of those things. You could do none of those things. You could do more of those things. Like, I think it's just totally up to you, like how much you feel like you want to prepare to the extent that you can. I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. I have not I've not read many books, I'll tell you that. I've only read one pregnancy book, Expecting Better, and I haven't read any, like, Here's what to expect your first year. I think I'm going to read the, the what to expect your first year book. But um, otherwise, I don't know if I'm going to be doing much reading of books. We'll see. Who knows? <sighs> All right. Well, now we're going to take a short break and we will be right back.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a... Whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Uh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks... Tees or underwear. You're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well you know the stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all I'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, we watched the Oscars, and by we watched the Oscars, I mean Dory watched the Oscars.
2: I sure did.
0: Dory Shavir's Oscar review coming at you.
2: Um, I... I didn't see Green Book.
0: So we have so it available to watch whenever you want. I honey. can't
2: weigh in, but it seemed odd to me that it. I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't have been my pick. I loved The Favorite. I was glad Olivia Coleman won Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like beyond that, it didn't really get the recognition it deserved.
0: Interesting. Well, there's always next year.
2: No, honey, they can only be... Nope, there's always next year. Maybe next
0: year it'll win Best Picture. Oh, no. Maybe um, Disney will do an animated version, because they like to turn animated things into live-action things.
2: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Uh, Did anything get cleaned while you were watching?
2: Yes. Matt got rid of most of his desk. That's right. Yay!
0: That's right, everybody. Where's the chair you didn't want in here?
2: It's back in the living room. What? Bo already sat in it
0: he's loving it
2: he was like oh my chair's back yep
0: how you feel a little less overwhelmed right now I do
2: I feel so much better actually this was really this was really yeah now you just look me. at a
0: blank space and you don't have to look at a yeah. thing yeah
2: how are we gonna move my couch
0: with the furniture movie things I got and another human being that isn't you. Because it's fucking 900 pounds.
2: It's really heavy. It's a sleeper. Ugh. So it's extremely heavy.
0: If you, if you are a friend of Beau and can stay the night, you're going to love the fact that we have two sleeper sofas. <laughs> so if Andy and Kate ever need to spend the night, that's it.
2: Yep. Both of them could stay <laughs> on these sofas. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I feel like we're we're making we're we're making actual progress. You brought a bunch of stuff out to the shed.
0: No. Oh, I didn't bring anything out to the shed yet.
2: Where did those containers? go? They went be? out
0: to the to the chairs. Oh, so they'll yeah. go in the shed last. Okay, that's what we'll do tonight.
2: Okay, we can't leave those outside. No, I know they're
0: baby stuff, honey. Yeah, it'd be crazy to leave it outside. Exactly. What are we, baby? Outdoor babies? Mm. Can we have an outdoor baby? Like, are, you can let the baby outdoors and then, you know, it might come back at night.
2: Oh, like an outdoor cat? Yeah. Well, there are in Los Angeles outdoor nursery schools
0: that just function outside? Yeah. That's terrible. There's such bad air quality out there.
2: They like, there's like, I think there's one in Griffith Park, there's one in like Elysian Park, and they like do foresty things. Sounds fun. It sounds kind of fun. I'm not going to lie.
0: Maybe we should go. Just be able to watch us for a day.
2: Do you think Bo could come? yes okay
0: all right um i'm glad we updated everybody on that
2: yeah wait did you do you you broke down some boxes
0: i broke down all the boxes that were in the living room
2: yeah so i feel like we made some actual progress here
0: i made the progress you got to watch the oscars
2: i stamped all your residuals checks most of which were for 73 cents
0: (laughs) the the, the writers guild (laughs) of america west they sent the other day they sent that envelope everybody Uh, That cost them $7.35 to mail. I opened it up and inside of it were 64 checks, totaling 63 cents. So, (laughs) checks for a penny or checks that say void. (laughs) Way to go, people that are somehow still streaming at midnight. Uh,
2: Yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, every time enjoy, you stream an episode of that midnight, enjoy
0: your topical Matt Meyer. No, gets, no. Every time a hundred thousand of you do it, you got a. Penny? Then I'll get two cents, but a penny will go to taxes.
2: No, that can't be right.
0: Oh, it is right.
2: A hundred thousand people for a penny, two pennies. That can't be right.
0: Honey, it is. It's digital streaming. Oh my
2: god, you yeah. guys got a bad deal.
0: We're lucky we get anything. Talk to the SAG about it. Oh
2: boy. <laughs> Um, all right. I'm going to play voicemail. Yes. Here we go. Oh, I don't have the voicemail thing.
0: That's is strange. You, you're usually ready for such a thing, honey.
2: I am. I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. You're stepping on the cable in the meantime, while you're waiting to get ready to play a voicemail, let's, oh,
3: here we go. Oh, she's already ready. Hey
1: guys, this is Jason, uh, friendly neighborhood board certified pediatrician. Um, wow.
3: Just sort of, I'm, been listening to the podcast for a long time. I love it. The big thing is
1: that a lot of research of
3: what you need to be doing in terms of being new parents, I think, will be very well facilitated by having a good pediatrician. So, hopefully, you guys are in the process of picking one of those out. You guys have gone through so much to have this little bundle of joy that it would be a shame if you kind of skimped on the back end. <laughs>
1: Unsolicited advice, over. (laughs) Thanks, guys. See ya.
2: Bye. Thank you, Jason.
0: Thank you, Doctor.
2: Dr. Jason.
0: Dr. Jason. Uh, Good advice. That
2: is good advice. Um, Dory
0: has picked out the area in which our vegan is located. Yeah,
2: I've picked out the practice, actually. One, One piece of advice I got from several people was, unless there's a compelling reason not to Proximity should be a huge factor in choosing your pediatrician because, especially in the first few months of the baby's life, you're going to the pediatrician so much. Is that true? Yes.
0: How many times in the first few months of the child's life is there like a? Do you have to do like a six week?
2: Yeah, there's eight like eight yeah, week. there's, there's like, like
0: incremental check-ins. Yes,
2: but it's like you know, boy, like,
0: I hope Wonder Weeks the baby app has that information <laughs> for me along with their development.
2: Honey, we just oh no, said, what? Wonder Weeks is disproven.
0: We just, it was so long ago that I. Um, no, we said it was like a horoscope, which is and not science, but can help some people.
2: I've heard very good things about this practice. Um, I think when Matt is done with work, we will make an appointment to meet the pediatrician there and just make sure everything's cool with them. But yep. it seemed like not something we needed to do before Matt is done with work.
0: Well, but that just means three weeks from now, guys. Right. So. But you know. Oh yeah yeah.
2: But thank you, Jason, for that voicemail. I'm
0: glad that there's a doctor listening.
2: There's lots of doctors listening.
0: Look, there's only a couple that I know of.
2: All right. All right. right. This next email is from Kyra. And she says, hi, Bo, Dory, and Matt. Sorry if my English is not so good. I live in Europe and it's my second language. All right. (laughs)
0: Already doing better than us on whatever language is your native.
2: I have something I've been struggling with and feeling guilty about that in turn as well. I'm 34 weeks with my first baby, four years of IVF, six retrievals, eight transfers, all the usual hell. <sighs> I hear you Kyra and congratulations.
0: So far Kyra's completely perfect syntax. Totally.
2: <laughs> when I finally got pregnant, I was overjoyed and that is pretty much carried through despite a tough first trimester and all the usual going to be apparent anxiety. But now as we reach the end, I'm starting to feel bittersweet about the fact that this is in all likelihood, almost certainly my first and last pregnancy. We started trying when I was 38. Now I'm 42, and we'll be 43 shortly after giving birth. We have sounds no more familiar. embryos. This one is the lone survivor harvested three years ago. And even if we were to give the whole thing another try, sounds
0: very familiar.
2: I, I know realistically, the chance of getting viable eggs at 44. I'd have to wait at least six months post-birth, and then having a transfer take is next to zero. Never mind the risks involved in giving birth at 44 or 45.
0: Nani, are you secretly writing this? Email I am Kyra.
2: Us? I changed some identifying details, namely that I said English was my second language. Tyra Myra. (laughs) I mean, we tried for four years for this little one, and I've been through too much to believe in miracles. Plus, our last two retrievals when I was oldest came up empty. Mm -hmm. The thing is, even though I thought I'd come to terms with all of this and was grateful, as you say on the pod, to have one baby, suddenly the fact that all these firsts are also lasts is really gnawing at me. I also so desperately want to give my child the blessing of of sibling relationships that I've enjoyed so much. I'm one of four girls. I'm close to all three of them. I know we could adopt a baby or even an embryo, but that's not exactly an easy or cheap process either. And our age might count against us in both situations. I can't believe. But I
0: think that having a newborn baby or, or a small child might count for you.
2: I can't believe I'm complaining after finally reaching our goal, but the thought of having to choose between raising an only child or giving it a non-biological sibling feels like a Sophie's Choice.
1: Well.
0: Mm, Sophie's <laughs> Choice was reverse.
2: I wouldn't call it a Sophie's Kyra. Choice. <laughs>
0: Sophie had to make a, a bad uh, other choice. Let's all just figure out when we're using the term Sophie's Choice, what we're actually meaning.
2: I think it can really only be used in one situation. I would have
0: put the daughter on the train. Oh, boy. What?
2: (laughs) And now that the pregnancy is nearing an end, it's sad to realize I'll never be pregnant again. Clearly, I have morning sickness amnesia. Kyra, you are me. My husband is still in the unmitigatedly grateful phase and doesn't really understand any of this melancholy around this topic. Just wondering if you or your readers have been through any of these thoughts and feelings. And if so, what helped or what path you chose? Best, Kyra.
0: Um, Kyra, we, Dory and I just actually had this discussion, I mean, not an in-depth discussion, sort of a, I'm walking out the door discussion, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: because I'm always walking out the door. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's something I've, I've thought about, certainly. I don't know how much Dory has really thought about it. I'm looking at her as though she were to well, answer. Well,
2: I, I wanted you to finish talking. I've thought about it a lot, actually. Oh, go.
0: I'd like to hear your thoughts.
2: Well, I, w- I would like to hear your thoughts.
0: M- I mean, my thoughts are the inevitability of you wanting to do this again.
2: Let's talk about what you want.
0: I want to have Thanksgiving in Vegas.
2: Now you say you want to have Thanksgiving
0: in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> uh, kidding, everybody. I want peacefulness. That's what I'd like, and I think you the best married way into the wrong family. The, the best way to accomplish peacefulness, <laughs> I s- seem to be. Let's all come to Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> you were looking for peace.
0: Should we just pool our money together, siblings, wise and um,
2: buy a house? In parents
0: a, get your parents a bigger house in Massachusetts. <laughs> We'd all just go there. Oh boy. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I look, I, I'm open to it. I would do it. Don't know how easy it would be. And I don't know how much we would try after that. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if we were like, let's just go do one round, I'd be like, okay.
2: My problem with that is that it's never just one round.
0: No, I know, but our our agreement with each other would be that. Okay. In, in my mind. But anyway, now over to Dory.
2: But aside from that, like, does it make you sad to think that our child won't have a sibling,
0: potentially? No. I didn't miss it.
2: You were basically an only child. I mean,
0: it was, yeah, seven years difference. But yeah, I mean, look, I. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm sure you might. You're have, also not
2: close with your siblings. Exactly.
0: So I feel like you might feel differently.
2: It does make me a little sad to think of our kid not having a sibling. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know if it's feasible to give him a sibling. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn.
0: In the sense of, you're torn in that you don't know if you want to try. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to try? Just because you wouldn't want to go through it again.
2: Because it it seems like pretty mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> I mean, like our our last three rounds were essentially failures. Yep. So, and I'll be two years older. Yeah. And. Just doesn't seem like there's a point.
0: Yeah. So I mean we could go the egg donor round too. We could yeah, go the we could. you know, embryo adoption.
2: Yeah, we could.
0: There's many Would things. you be
2: open to that?
0: I don't know. I mean it depends on like how much you wanted that.
2: What about you?
0: I am not the person who gets poked and prodded. This is a you thing.
2: Yeah, but I still want to know what you want.
0: I want you to be happy. No, no, no. That's a cop-out. So we could all end up in Los Angeles. That's a cop-out. For Thanksgiving. (laughs) As long as everybody's happy. That's a
2: cop-out. I mean, you know how disruptive it is.
0: Again, it's not as disruptive to me as it is to you.
2: I know, but it's disruptive to our family.
0: I mean, the other thing I feel weird about is like having to go to the clinic with an infant.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> also, like I would probably want to go to a different clinic.
0: Mm-hmm. In Colorado.
2: Yeah. So that adds a whole other layer of like...
0: Well, then you're like, then we think about like traveling to Colorado with the baby. Yeah. And the the time we have to and like these... Yeah. I mean, it is certainly a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, if your question, uh, Kyra, is like, why? Or Kira. Probably Kira, honestly. Um, Because that's how they spelled Kira and Reese on Star Trek. Anyway. uh, I mean, your question seems to be. How should you feel? And I think you should feel however you're feeling, but don't beat yourself up over it.
2: I also like. I also feel like I might feel differently once the child is born. Exactly.
0: I mean, I don't leave the door open for anything. I could also be like, "Good God, this is miserable." I'm glad we have him, but let's not do this again. Right.
2: I could feel that way, or I could feel like maybe not. This is miserable, but I could feel like you know what I am. I feel fulfilled and happy and I think we'll be able to give this child a really good life hope so like even if he doesn't have a sibling
0: yeah we'll find him a friend
2: yeah at least one
0: I mean I'm sure you know
2: this is sort of when I feel sad about not living near family though because like he could be close with his cousins but he doesn't live near his cousins
0: well I, I, I get it I don't know
2: you know Maddie could boss him around
0: hmm <laughs>
2: Sam could jump on his face.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options out there so for great. these children.
2: <laughs> Sydney could just sit there looking cute. Olivia would do whatever Olivia does.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think they're all going to really enjoy Los Angeles for Thanksgiving.
2: With a little baby. None of them will be the youngest anymore.
0: Yep. They'll probably be jealous Of his full head of gorgeous black hair
2: (laughs) And his swarthy looks (laughs) And
0: his Swarthy complexion
2: (laughs) He could be pale (laughs) No You don't know I do Honey
0: He's gonna be swarthy
2: Your parents are not swarthy
0: My dad's pretty swarthy No he's not Yes he is
2: He's not that swarthy
0: disagree. If you're out there, please vote. Are my parents <laughs> worthy?
2: Um, all right. I'm going to play another voicemail.
4: Hi there, Matt and Jory. Uh, this is Sarah from Toronto. First of all, congratulations. Nice. Very excited for both of you. Um, I'm sending out a postpartum um, signal for my friend. Uh, my friend had her son about four months ago and uh she's been really reluctant to want us to come out and see her Mm -hmm. meet the baby um we've tried to kind of every 10 days two weeks to kind of be like hey let's get together she's not really on board with it so i finally reached out to her husband to see if everything was okay obviously she's going through some sort of postpartum depression or anxiety and he told us that she was actually diagnosed with postpartum rage which i had never heard of um so i was wondering if anyone had any tips or suggestions for how we kind of can work with her so she doesn't feel alone, um, but dealing with postpartum rage. So any help or guidance would be really appreciated. Thank you very much. Bye.
0: I've never heard of that, but, I mean, it sounds like a reaction that could happen.
2: So I just Googled postpartum rage. Yeah. Found an article from Working Mother, Mm-hmm. Where the headline is Postpartum rage is more common than we think
0: Well obviously it's already more common than I thought Because <laughs> it's we're up to one
2: Um Well this is more of a personal Essay mm-hmm. She Oh at night she found herself in, in the backyard Hurling rocks at trees
0: <laughs> my goodness I don't mean to laugh but That's pretty cool
2: Yeah um Okay, wait, this might be a better article for our purposes. Yes, okay. Postpartum anger is the red flag no one is looking for. Okay. A new study has found that women who experience postpartum depression or anxiety are also more likely to experience anger. That makes Mm -hmm, sense. mm -hmm. Um, One in seven moms develop postpartum depression. Gotcha. Another one in 10 moms experience postpartum anxiety. And up until now, anger has been completely overlooked.
0: Interesting.
2: Not only were women who suffered from a postpartum mood disorder more likely to report feeling angry, they were also likely to describe it as intense rage, often triggered by something that in hindsight seemed insignificant. Oh, boy.
0: I will say that the, 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 the Dory being a little... Um, you know, for the first time, I would describe her as being... A little hormonal.
2: I'm growing. In the past couple of weeks,
0: I'm growing a human. There has been a couple of moments.
2: Wow, that's Of live?
0: what I would call prepartum rage, mm-hmm. where she, uh, you know, if we're gonna yell, which doesn't happen all that often, uh, I assume it would usually be me that would start the yelling. But lately, it's been doshi.
2: Today's parent needs to fix their website.
0: Out of nowhere. <sighs> Even like, I, I will like quietly like, try to tell her, I'm not mad, don't worry about it. And then I'll walk by her again, and she'll just start yelling about the thing we were talking about three minutes ago. And I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's a little, little insight into pre rage.
2: Hmm. I feel like I am susceptible to postpartum rage.
0: Oh, no. Well, if you need to go back and throw rocks, (laughs) by all means.
2: Where am I going to find rocks?
0: We have a whole driveway that's made of rocks.
2: Okay. In the case of postpartum rage, I often find that the anger is alerting us to feelings of being overwhelmed, resentment at not being appreciated or acknowledged by those close to us. Oh, that I get. Isolation from our usual social supports, uncertainty about acclimating to our new life as a mom, and guilt related to our perceived failures in mothering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it generally comes with a sense of being out of control of your anger. just doesn't feel like you, but you feel powerless to control it.
0: Interesting. So. I think we, it's a good heads up on something to look for.
2: Yeah. Um, you say. She's been really reluctant to want us to come out and see her and meet the baby. I, I didn't get a sense from this of how far away she is. Are they in the same city? I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't either, but it sounds like it might be a short train ride.
2: Yeah, like not far. Um, I feel like I need to defer to an expert on this. We
0: are putting the signal out. Yeah,
2: we're putting the signal out. I don't want to give you bad advice.
0: Well, obviously.
2: Um. And I don't want to do something that will inadvertently be upsetting to her. Um, so if you are an expert on postpartum rage, please get in touch.
0: I think that's a very good bit of uh, questions. How does that... He's swarthier than I am in that photo. Just pulled up a photo of my father at my... At my preschool graduation, getting a judgment call from Dory.
2: Hmm, I guess he is pretty swash. Yes, there.
0: exactly, because he's a hundred percent not. He's a hundred percent, you know, Spaniard Cuban.
2: He does have a thick head of black hair there.
0: A, a thick brillo pad of, of hair. My dad had. Yeah, <laughs> and then here's the best picture of uh, Dory right there.
2: Oh wait, how do you have that?
0: I don't know you sent it to me can
2: you send that to me
0: do you not have this photo i
2: have it somewhere but i don't know where <laughs>
0: <laughs> i
2: think that that was my general attitude
0: <laughs> seemed to be was your brother born at this point
2: uh i don't think so or he'd either just been
0: could you be holding on i mean what is holding this a mitten. you're holding a mitten yeah that's in a this mitten. photo or looking at a photo of dory that's as a, a very mitten. young child because I was like scrolling through to find a uh, suitable uh, photo of my father. And by the way, that was the first one I could find of him in my youth. I think your next Throwback Thursday, though, should be this photo. <laughs> Dory has some a very weird photograph uh, in her mother's house that is taken by a local photographer. That's just so funny to me. Uh, anyway oh boy yeah so all right the postpartum rage signal has gone out if you look to the sky and you see a signal that looks a lot like a rock being thrown that's that's, that's the, the that's one the
2: signal um, all right we're gonna take another short break
0: here we go short break
2: Have ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well We are back. We have an, we have an email from Tsike, mm-hmm. I believe is how her name is pronounced, from Hungary. She says, I've never written to a podcast before, but I finally yes, have a story to we share. We got one on the topic of songs. Oh, okay. When my first daughter was born, I sang all kinds of songs to her, whatever came to mind. Folk songs, pop, rock songs, classic lullabies, both in Hungarian, my native tongue, and English. When my second daughter came into our family, the only thing my not yet two-year-old was jealous about was songs. Interesting. She was happy to share her room, her toys. She accepted the fact that I was not available as much as I used to be, but she was absolutely heartbroken when I sang to her little sister. I tried to get her used to the idea that the songs were not hers only, but in the end I had to come up with new songs to sing to my newborn. And in my desperation, I resorted to religious hymns I remembered from my church-going childhood years. Oh, my goodness. Eventually she became open to compromises like, I'm singing this to both of you, or I'll sing this one later just for you. But this stayed a touchy subject for her for a long time. I love your show and wish you all the best for the upcoming months. And then she said, here's a personal favorite for a lullaby. You get the point.
0: I loved that. That
2: is a great song.
0: Uh, Yeah, Dewop seems to be very nice for, uh, you know.
2: I'm going to add that to the Lullabies playlist. Oh,
0: there's a Lullabies playlist. I thought the playlist you were talking about was your birthing playlist.
2: Well, I also made a birthing playlist, but I also made an excellent Lullabies playlist. Oh, that 80 people on Spotify are following.
0: Oh, wow. Look at that, everybody.
2: Because I... um. I linked to it in the show notes last week.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's good I that said, you did that.
2: Hey, if you want to follow my playlist, you may. And now here I go, adding it
0: <laughs>
2: to the playlist.
0: There you go. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Tika, for that email. All right. Ashley has a different perspective on having a child-specific lullaby.
0: Okay, let's hear this. She
2: says, I babysat my way through high school and college, then became a part-time nanny for four years, then a full-time nanny for eight years. One of the hardest things for a babysitter or non-parent to do is get bedtime right for a child that has a very specific bedtime routine. I give you the following example. One family that I kept pretty regularly had three kids, and each kid had had different bedtime lullabies. Oh boy. The oldest had a praise song slash contemporary hymn from their church. Oh boy. The youngest wanted me to make up songs every time. But the middle child absolutely had to have two songs from a mommy and me music class that I had never been to. The first time I put him to bed he had a mild panic attack because I didn't know the songs that he wanted me to sing. A legitimate shaking slash shallow breathing slash sweating panic attack. I solved the problem by getting him to sing me the lullabies, which seemed to appease him for the night. I babysat for them at least one night a week for several years. So I eventually learned the songs and was able to sing them to him, but it has definitely made me think twice about lullabies and bedtime routines. That being said, if you do want to pick just one song, I would alternate singing it to Dori Shafrir, the man.
0: (laughs) Forgot about that great name.
2: I did too. And playing it on a CD or iPod. Yes, I know. So when you do have a sitter, having the song played won't seem so different. If you just use Spotify or a Bluetooth speaker, you ha- you run the risk of the sitter having the wrong version of the songs, not having the right app. That's true. But you can make a Spotify playlist that the sitter could subscribe to.
0: Well, if the s- sitter has Spotify, I don't have Spotify.
2: You're weird. Or having the free version with loud commercials that can wake the baby. Well, that's that's true. true. I do pay for premium Spotify. Making bedtime as seamless as possible, no matter who does it, is key. I took a little break from the podcast and Facebook group, but now that I'm caught up, I could not disagree with you more about Bake Off. Was not expecting that turn.
0: How dare (laughs) you do this to me? (laughs)
2: The savory bakes are the ones that I'm always the most excited to try. Bullshit.
0: No. This is ridiculous. The savory bakes are fucking garbage. The the, la- all they should be basting their fucking bake off championships on is not how well someone can put pear curries with beans. They should be fucking baking. And I am talking sweet bakes. I need sugar in there. And if they're Testing people on a savory bake, they should only be judged on the goddamn crust.
2: Ashley, you really struck a nerve.
0: (laughs) It's just like, you know, this is not the the Great British cooking show. It's the fucking bake-off.
2: Well, she says the large cakes look great, and I'm sure they taste great, but I want to make savory pies, breadsticks, and crackers.
0: Yeah, that's you. Breadsticks and crackers are fine. That's fine. (laughs) It's when they're, like, filling shit with, like, (laughs) Ugh, forget it I can't even
2: good luck and happy babying Ashley she was 15 weeks pregnant with her first science baby swarthy that does not look swarthy to me
0: well private first class Myra over there interesting
2: um, congratulations, Ashley! I'm glad you have your science Ashley. Congratulations,
0: bag. and I'm sorry that I sorry that my to, husband had to really is get on so you. So rude! This. No, I just didn't care for anything you were saying about the Bake Off. Everything else was delightful.
2: Mm. All right, I'm gonna play voicemail while you're still raging.
3: Hey, Matt and Dory, this is Shaned in Los Angeles. I'm calling for two reasons. First, I want to hop on the gratitude bandwagon. You guys got a lot of nice messages last week, and I just wanted to express my thanks for the podcast and the Facebook community. When my husband and I were diagnosed with infertility last year, it was just such a comfort uh, to learn about your experience and find the folks on Facebook. That group is awesome. The podcast is an awesome resource, so thank you for that. And my second question, since you guys have moved into pregnancy land, is about baby's last name. I know you guys have talked about first names, but I'm curious, how have you or how will you decide about baby's last name given that you both have different last names? And my husband and I have kind of been kicking the can down the road and it looks like it might be a long road. So we probably have plenty of time, but Mm -hmm. I kept my maiden name when we got married and my husband has a long hyphenated last name. So let's say if my last name is Goodman, his last name is like smith Dash Davidson. So it's very long and I wasn't going to like triple hyphenate so just curious from you guys or for couples who have two different last names how did you decide what last name your kids will get and bonus points if anyone out there has dealt with a hyphenated name and has any creative ideas so thanks so much for the podcast hope you guys are doing well bye
0: Uh, in the great tradition of the Steinberg Shafriers Dory Shafrier Myra the man Dory the man (laughs) What is your name?
2: Dory Shafir the man. Dory Shafir the man. Myra. <laughs> uh,
0: it'll have the Myra name. Um, Dory Shafir the man. Myra.
2: When I I do know people who have hyphenated last names and have gone with a new hyphenation, like if it's like. Like you said, Smith Davidson, and then your last name is Goodman. They've gone with like Davidson Goodman or Goodman Davidson hmm. or Smith.
0: Oh, like they've reversed Good- the hyphenation, or,
2: or they've just they just take one name from the, hy- from the from the from the from the hyphenated name, and then they make a new hyphenated name with the other name. Interesting, but that's just that, some some things I've seen in my days.
0: Mm, what are your, what are you what are you what are you saying right now?
2: I'm saying it's up to you. Now, your siblings look swarthy in that picture. Your brother looks really swarthy. <laughs> my,
0: brothers are very, my brother's very Italian looking.
2: He is. And actually, your hair looks lighter than everyone else's hair in that picture. Weird, right? Yeah.
0: Jet black, I'm telling you.
2: And your sisters look darker. But your the, brother looks very, very swarthy.
0: Yeah. We're a swarthy bunch. We're Myra's. Look out, world. Here comes another one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, I. I uh, uh, yeah, as far as I know, it's Myra. I don't know. This discussion has not really come up.
2: Are yeah, you it's telling, Myra.
0: Are you telling me it's not Myra?
2: No, no one's saying that. Oh, my God.
0: Why would you do this to me? Oh, boy. You're just confusing me on the podcast. Oh, boy. Honey? Yes, dear. It's okay. We can move on.
2: Okay. Um. All right. Here's another email. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time pauser. A question for Matt. Yes. Which Bond movies should be the first few we show our kids ages 9 and 11? Most of my concern is about the sexism and racism, mm. not the action violence. Mm-hmm. I was a kid in the 70s and 80s, and I didn't see Bond movies for a while because my mom hated the womanizing aspect of mm-hmm. it. As far as levels of action violence, the kids have not seen Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, but mostly due to concern that the characters you love will die. Some things they have seen lately but are... But
0: can't you, can't you personally go figure out which characters die and like prepare the kids for that kind of thing? Also, Harry Potter, you're... you're the main characters are fine. You just lose a Never mind, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who might be listening.
2: Who might be 15 years <laughs> late on spoilers.
0: Yeah, or if they're like waiting till their kids like 5 mm. or whatever to get I don't know.
2: Uh all right, some things they have seen lately are Drunken Master, most Star Wars movies, Thor Ragnarok, Mon- and Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
0: Oh, they've seen Ragnarok. they're, they're the violence factor is fine for them. So Look, the, the least womanizing of the bonds is probably your uh I mean Daniel Craig. I would show them Quatrosalis. He I mean, just sleeps with Strawberry Fields. And uh but that's real boring, so it's not probably not a good one to introduce him to. Uh hmm. it's a tough question. I mean, start out campy. Show them Moonraker. You know? They'll be too young to get the name Dr. Holly Goodhead. <laughs> they'll be too uh, confused by all the space lasers to really care about the rest of the the, the stuff. Uh, you know, Roger Moore is pretty safe in my book. It's, you know... It's hard. I, I'm, like, struggling to defend. Um... To defend uh, James Bond to children. <laughs> well, she also I, mean, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, but that's just me.
2: She also asks more broadly for both of you: what classic action movies have the fewest problematic aspects for younger kids?
0: See, I am the wrong person to ask because I saw Terminator Two in the theater, and I was seven. Yeah like what year did it come out 91 I
2: think ninety ninety
0: one, something like that yeah so and I, I you know and I was the scariest thing in that movie to me Terminator 2 was the just the jump scare at the beginning when the endoskeleton steps on she's the human she's not skull.
2: talking about scary though she's talking about like racist or sexist
0: no I know what she's talking about but I'm just wait but the last but the read that last question again
2: what classic action movies have the fewest problematic aspects for younger kids?
0: That's what I'm saying about Terminator 2. I'm saying the scariest thing in Terminator 2 to me, there is no racism in Terminator 2.
2: Right. She's talking about sexism and racism. Unless you're talking racism. about the
0: human race. Then there's a lot of human she's racism. She's talking about
2: sexism and racism.
0: Right. But I'm saying that Terminator 2 does not have problem. I'm answering her question. Okay,
2: yeah. But you then you just said it does.
0: No, I said the, the scariest thing to but me. she's
2: not talking about Scary.
0: I'm saying here's how little of an issue Terminator 2 was. Okay. The only thing that scared me in it was a jump scare of an endoskeleton stepping on a thing at the very very beginning of the movie. It's literally just a jump scare. And the rest of the movie I was entertained and delighted by all the performances. Plus you get to live vicariously through John Connor. Who James Cameron said we can't this kid can't have a gun. We don't want the kid holding a gun, so he's never going to kill anybody. We need him to be What about like, Blade Runner? Do you want to put the kid to sleep?
2: Ooh. (laughs) Is there anything problematic about Blade Runner? I don't know. You'd have to ask someone who's seen it. Wow, you really have a hatred for Blade Runner. Yeah,
0: but Terminator 2 is showing at the Harkins Theater in Cerritos right now, so I better go. Um, On Tuesday, March 19th, it's at the Harkins. I might go to that. That would be weird. To go see Terminator 2 in the theater? Cerritos is far. I bought a car in Cerritos once. My old Jeep. <laughs> mm, all right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I watched a lot of. That's what I'm saying to this person who asked the question is I watched a lot of action movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. I watched a lot of right. Like, but
2: she's asking, how did they? How did here's what age? I'm saying.
0: I turned out fine.
2: Okay, but look, it's, this but is it's I'm a tra- different time. But this is someone
0: who's trying to. But I am very of this time. You're not getting what she's asking. But what she's asking me, what is not problematic, and what I'm telling she's, her she's is, she's
2: basically asking you what has not, what has aged well. Nothing. Okay, then there's your answer. The ans- then, the answer is nothing.
0: I mean, Terminator Two is fine. It's a robot fighting another robot. Okay. With a strong female character, maybe skip the licking of the face of Linda Car- of Linda Hamilton, but that guy gets his comeuppance immediately but like that's like i mean it's like it's so i don't know star trek 2 the wrath of khan you could show them that you should have star trek star trek is uh you know there's no they're they're very good at um not at teaching people to not be problematic
2: she also says, uh, no one else ever says this, but I got into listening to you guys because I enjoy Matt when he is on Doug. Lo- Doug loves movies.
0: Oh my God. I am a, I'm the Leonard Malton champion, Sam Levine, John ham, Matt Myra, epic battle to block Sam Levine from winning. <laughs> and we achieved it. Good job, everyone. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, as far as what James Bond movie to show the kid, I don't know what you want to show the Oh, start the kid with a James Bond video game. Goldeneye or something. If you have an N64, if you don't, like, it's, I mean, it's just like the entryways into the stuff. I would just watch all this stuff on VHS. I mean, I had Pulp Fiction when I was 11, so, you know, I think it's Dory and I might run into some disagreements about what the kid can well. see. Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Mm. i disagree i think it's age fine really yeah
2: all right uh she also wants to know do you guys like wilco the song my darling is a beautiful lullaby
0: you know wilco's one of these blind spots i have in in music i love wilco dory do you like that song and
2: jeff Tweedy is a convert to judaism
0: jeff Tweedy, big uh big he likes a waterloo guitar i know all about jeff Tweedy's guitars
2: i like jeff Tweedy. me too Um, all right, here is a voicemail.
1: Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Erin from Memphis. I was calling because I'm just getting caught. I was just on my Iceland honeymoon and getting caught up on the last three episodes. And I heard you multiple times playing Walking in Memphis.
4: (laughs) Uh,
1: As someone that lives in Memphis and used to work downtown Memphis. You might get sick of that song. I've heard it probably upwards of 500 times <laughs> uh, just from living in Memphis. Is
0: and that really a thing you play? Well,
1: it's not a terrible song. I don't know if it uh, bears that many listens. So I would just suggest maybe another song as a as a fellow Memphian. But you guys should really come to Memphis sometime. It's great here. Lots of good food, uh, good music. Love the podcast. Really excited about the
2: baby. Uh, and thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for that advice. Thanks for the
0: warning yeah. of, of not over-Memphising.
2: <laughs> um, all right, honey. This is a voicemail I think you will enjoy.
0: All right. I hope I enjoy it. I want be 10 off feet off of you. Hi, deal.
5: Matt and Dorian Bo. My name is Annie, and I'm from Chicago. Um, <laughs> I had to stop the podcast because Matt mentioned the adventures of Pete and Pete. I literally just had a conversation with my in-laws and my husband this weekend about Pete and Pete because, and they looked at me like I was crazy. They had never seen the show before. And I was like, are you kidding me? I love this show. And we were talking, I was telling them about the episode that um, they had where they were trying to beat the Halloween uh, record for Most House Visited on Halloween. And then right. also told them about the uh, episode where young Pete is grounded and he digs the hole like Shawshank Redemption style. Yes, through with his the Statue courtyard. of Liberty. Um, I cannot believe you mentioned it, and so I feel very, very vindicated right now, and I'm totally going to rub it in my husband's face that I am not the only one who loves the adventures uh, of Pete and Pete. It was great. So I just had to tell you guys that you guys are the best. It really brightened my day. Um, I've been going through some treatments this week. Uh, I just had an ERA test done yesterday, and I have a uh, hysteroscopy tomorrow, so I was pretty bummed, and your mention of Pete and Pete just like made my week. I love you guys. I hope everything goes great and
0: congratulations thanks thank you I mean the episode for me when I was a kid and I saw the Pete and Pete where little Pete stays home from school I just was like my mind was blown he faked sick and stayed home from school and just like what he goes through in that day was just like so accurate to what I would do when I was home Mm. sick from school quote unquote Mm. it was amazing to me it was like I didn't know anyone felt the way I felt. Oh. It was really, yeah. Pete and Pete was great. Get bored, stare at the dust coming through the sun, <laughs> wonder what's going on in there. <laughs> I mean, it's all like weirdly, like all stuff they did in the show it was amazing. It's my grandfather.
2: Oh, he's so Italian That's looking.
0: That's my uh, mom. That's my Aunt Janice. So there you go
2: he looks like a real italian
0: he's portuguese
2: he looks <laughs> like a real he's, portuguese he's italian a frittato.
0: my grandmother was Pinocchio
2: um all right we just have a couple more emails this one's from katie
0: thank you for also liking pete and pete you get me people
2: um she says I'm one of those people who, do, who don't have kids or plans to get pregnant, but love hearing your banter. And I love learning new things, even about IVF and pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, your Teddy Ruxpin experience was so familiar to me. I was an 80s child and loved my awkward Teddy Ruxpin with the tape deck in his deck back
0: in his back. Yeah, that's where the tape deck is. I
2: didn't take his eyes out, but at some point I took his lower jaw off.
0: Oh, boy.
2: What a weirdo. Sure. And then had this creepy bear that would talk without having his mouth to speak with. <laughs> I don't know what was up with me or Matt destroying Teddy Ruxpin one piece at a time, but couldn't stop laughing hearing the story. Thank you for all you two do and welcome welcoming us into your lives. Katie in Burlington, Vermont with 1600 square feet, a husband and our lovable dog.
0: How many acres? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I think we all yeah, this is the kind of thing that uh, Pete and Pete was great at the thing I just did with the Teddy Ruxpin, like, oh, someone else did that. Oh, yeah, Ruxpin. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really can't.
2: I didn't have a Teddy Ruxpin.
0: I can't stress it enough how wonderful Pete and Pete was. I'm still saying, I'm singing its phrases. I'd like our kid to see that at some point. Okay. I don't know how old he'd have to be. How old are kids when they start getting things? Like eight? I don't know if that's true, though, because I used to watch like Carson. So...
2: When how, when you were how old?
0: I mean, he went off the air in 91.
2: So you were eight.
0: I was born in 83.
2: So you were eight when he went off the air.
0: Oh. Okay. You're so mean about being eight years old. <laughs> Why can't you absorb things earlier?
2: I don't know. I guess you can.
0: Why are you so mean about it?
2: We also got an email from Jessica... Who says, as a Michigander, thanks for the Shinola (laughs) shout-out.
0: Michigander.
2: My second transfer that resulted in twins fell on my 38th birthday, and I got a Shinola watch as my poke present for months of fertility treatments.
0: Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. It's a
2: beautiful watch. A
0: poke present? Should I get you a poke present? Too late. Oh,
2: You can get me a push present. People do that.
0: No, that's not happening. Oh. I've already discussed it with my push people. Who's that? Frank. Who? (laughs) A guy I made up just now. It's one way push people it's weird <laughs> all we right maybe lollipop would be a good one guess i'll get my own push i'll present. Just play this for them you know, perhaps i pass judgment too quickly here this, this may have some merit in it it's filled with old standards it's got uh, someone to watch over me
1: all of me you made me love you
0: someone brought a karaoke machine to cheers
5: How oh, does this, this song end? I
0: don't know. I think it just kind of keeps going to one of his drops.
2: Why did you play this?
0: I was thinking of. Uh, of um, this is the silliest. Lullabies we've witnessed.
3: And if you want to make a pop, you do it like this. <laughs>
0: Oh, Frazier! Oh boy.
2: All right. Well,
3: for the future Mrs. Okay. Cole Hit it.
0: <laughs> anyway, honey, that brings us to the end. I can't believe it already. Yeah. Yep. I feel like we only started this at four. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, all right. I guess that does it for us here at the Excellent Adventure headquarters located in Los Angeles, California. If you're out in the area and want to say hello to us, go to like Ralph's or something. Or maybe I'll be there.
2: <laughs> uh, just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon. We very much appreciate it. We also get up to two bonus episodes per month. That is at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And you also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there, where there's lots of uh, goodies.
0: You know, we've been on around uh, Star Trek last couple of weeks. We've been playing a uh, playing songs while we do the uh, Patreon, and I think it's been uh, it's been a nice change of pace.
2: All right, we can do that. Here we go. Man, to me. It's a little loud.
0: Okay. I, I just let it's me. Let me run the podcast audio for a second here And you'll see that it's not that loud
2: Okay, are you ready?
0: Yeah
2: Nicole Hochsprung
0: Nicole Mustafa
2: Olga Zilstra.
0: Rebecca Dawson
2: Rebecca Tran
0: Rob Bean Samantha Sarah Lauer Sasha B Satish Palalamari
2: Savannah Fox
0: Shauna Mandel
2: Sir Reginald Pennybottom
0: Suzanne
2: The buyer's
0: uh, Teresa
2: Kuhn. Teresa Oh my Coon. god I just said Teresa <laughs> Like The
0: ease, You know And Teresa <laughs> Teresa Coon
2: uh, Tiffany Stevens uh,
0: Valerie Anderson
2: And Wendy Fick Thank you so very
0: much Thank you all For being great uh, I appreciate it Suzanne Thank you particularly For supporting the podcast Because that just made me Think of Suzanne which is on the Mollerat soundtrack Selected for that soundtrack by Mr. Scott Mosher
2: Suzanne,
0: You're all that I wanted Of a girl You're all that I need In the world I'm your child Make you blush Talk me
1: wild oh, Suzanne You're all that I wanted
0: anyway thank you all see you next week don't forget if you have questions for us get them in soon because we're recording again in one day and we have to do another Patreon yep gonna be a great
1: Tuesday honey yep